So why is it unnatural to be attracted to someone of the same gender if it's how you feel? Okay. What if that person is attracted to minors? And we'll be all right if the Lord be our strength. We'll be all right. This is Ilea. Oh, sorry. We should do introductions. I'm Stuart. <laughs> I own page 50, and uh, I pastor Christ Church Opelousas here in town. Um, and with me today is Ilea McGee. Ilea, say hello. Hello. <laughs> and you are you own a hair salon in town, right? I do own a hair salon right here in Opelousas, right around the corner, called Great Expectations. Literally around the corner from my no, office. Do, like, right around the corner. Like we could we we bump into each other I think at Java I see Square you drive all the time. Almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're shop neighbors. Yes. That's true. That's yes. true. Yeah. So, uh, and how long have you been doing that? I've been doing hair for 22 years, been working for myself since 2008 in downtown Opelousas. Okay, very cool. So you've been doing that for a little while oh, then. Yes. And you you have family here. You've lived here your whole I've life. I've lived here my whole life. I am definitely an Opelousas native. My family's all here. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, you have, I think you have a little girl, huh? I do. I have an okay. eight-year-old daughter who's just, of course, the most wonderful thing in the world. <laughs> About to finish third grade, so. Yeah. Kids change a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Where'd she go to school? She's at Port Barry Elementary. Oh, nice. Okay. okay. Wonderful little elementary school there. We love it. That's very cool. Very cool. Well, so one of the things that sparked our conversation is um, I put out on the internet on Facebook, I can't remember how long ago it was by this point, maybe a month and a half, six weeks ago no, or something like that. Right. The general idea that a, a man cannot become a woman. And you had some, uh, some pushback on that, right? Well, my first question, because I wasn't... Reading the comment that, that you posted, I wasn't sure if your post was in regards to the transgender community or if it was in regards to the drag performer community. Yes. So okay. talking about, you know, them being over the top, I was like, well, if you're talking about drag performers, of course, they mean to be over the top because it's an impersonation and it's a performance art. So I just want a clarification on that when yeah. I read it, of course. So, and so, and I let you know, I was like, well, I am talking about both actually. Yes. Yeah. Do. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about both sides, both things at the same time. I don't hold them as mutually exclusive. Um, because whenever I'm coming to it, I'm coming to it from a from a biblical perspective. Certainly. And the Bible talks about it in Deuteronomy as, hey, um, a man should not wear a woman's garment, a, a woman should not wear a man's garment. These things are an abomination to the Lord. And so both of those things fit into that particular category. And it's a specific application to the idea of transgenderism or um, cross-dressing. Is that... We call it cross-dressing uh, as well? They're drag performers. I think cross-dressing is a bit of an older term. But. Okay, so we call it drag, cross-dress, you know, transgenderisms, things like but that. But they are two very different things, though. Uh, agreed. They are different things. Um, but they're not different in a biblical sense. I see. The Bible lumps all of those things together into one particular category. And there's also different categories of sin that the Bible gives us. Are you? Do you... Can I ask you some very personal you questions? May. Okay. Okay. I wanted to preface that. No, I appreciate that. But yeah. <laughs> in regards to faith, you certainly may. Yeah. Do you uh, do you practice any particular type of religion? Do you? I'm not quite sure. I was brought up in a uh, devoutly Catholic household. Of course, because uh, you're in St. Landry Parish. <laughs> a lot of that I still do hold very true to my heart, but uh, I do consider myself a spiritual person. Uh, Christ being the deity that I identify most with and follow, but. Uh, 
more on a, I guess, freelance spiritual path. <laughs> I heard talk more in that microphone because it's being less oh, friendly I'm, with you. Oh, I'm sorry, silly Mike. <laughs> no, that's no. okay. I, I'm, I, I Mics are sensitive here. It's not me though. Right, but no, I guess I, I wouldn't define my spirituality in any one sort of way. It's it's a constantly evolving thing that uh, I spent a lot of time learning and meditating on. Okay, okay. So you couldn't, if I was going to say, define yourself in three words, like spiritually. Could you do that? I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get a bead on it. Ah, okay, well, let's see. Love, first of all, because that's, I think, the essence of everything. I'd agree with that. Um, uh, connection. And my spiritual beliefs, um, all things are connected. You know, a lot of times I think we like to put God as a separate entity when I think I believe more of that. That's just something that we are all a part of. There is a creator. There is a God, per se, but also something that we're just very much a part of. So yeah. yeah. Love, connection, and I guess growth. Love, connection, growth. Okay, okay, okay. And is that, But there's not like a... I don't know, like a noun. I am a. No. You don't have one of those. No, I don't. Okay, no. okay, I got you. I got you. Well, I appreciate that. So I, I would agree with the sentiment that um, love is a very important thing in any type of faith community. Certainly. I think that, um, especially in the Christian faith community. I mean, Christians are, if you look back historically, Christians are the ones that founded hospitals, universities, schools, all, the, all these different things. You see that trajectory over time, and they understood that as a service to their neighbor and for an extension of the building of the kingdom of God. Um, I would also say, do you, would you believe that there is an absolute truth? Like there is an absolute truth in the universe or are you kind of like each person has their own truth? How how does that work out for you? Ah, that's very interesting. Um, I believe that there is an absolute truth, but I believe that it's more important right now for us to focus on our individual individual truths to come together to form that absolute truth. So you think that, so I'm just trying to, let me, I'm trying to rephrase this in the best possible way, and you tell me if I'm getting it wrong. Um, so you believe that there is an absolute truth, but that absolute truth comes from a collective of humanity. So, yes. Not something external. We're all part of that thing, you know, the external thing as well. I think it's just all something that we're just immersed in and part of, you know, I guess there has to be something that created it, obviously, you know, there has so you, to be. There is a creator. I do believe that there's a creator, okay, yes. Okay, I got it. Yes. I got it. I do. It, is his name Yahweh? Or Jesus? I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get through there. Uh, I Please forgive me while I'm asking all these questions. No, I really am just no, trying to I get to I enjoy thought-provoking questions. Yeah. I absolutely appreciate it. But would I consider Jesus the creator? I would have to say no. Okay. Okay. I got it. Um, the God of the Bible. Do you think he's the creator? Maybe if I say it that way, that would make it easier. Uh, thinking of it more that way, I suppose. So... And I guess these are a lot of things that I'm still trying to work out. No, I got it. I totally, I totally well, get it. You know, because, you know, I believe, you know, I believe that we are all energy beings. I mean, science has proven that we're all energy and that's what everything is. And I believe that my concept of God is just that energy, that thing that moves all the little particles that comprise everything that exists is God. But of course, there does still have to be a creator. Like midichlorians. Sorry. I'm a Star Wars nerd, so I had to throw that in there. Sorry, 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 sorry. But, you know, I, I think it's just, it's an, it's, it's an infinite concept, you know, God creating us to create God. You know, there's a creator, but we also create it. 
<sighs> it's so big. No, it's such a big thing to wrap your head around. No, so let me. So created, yes. I, I think what you're getting at. So I would say you're getting close, but it's not a loop, right? Mm-hmm. So the Bible tells us that we're made in the image of God, right? Yes. And since we're made in the image of God and God is a creator, we create. Now, the difference between us and God is that he creates ex nihilo, out of nothing. He creates from nothing. That's how he works. We can't, like, we don't do that. You know, right. I, I can't do that. I don't know anybody that can do that. So I need I need wood to build a table. I need right. metal to build a car, although I'm not building any cars. But you get what I'm getting after <laughs> Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Yeah, so the same principles would apply here. So, it, yes, but it's not a loop. Now, let me let me ask you this. So, absolute truth you do believe that it exists. Yes. So there is a truth that what you would say is humanity is stumbling towards. I would say so. I think we're all trying to, to figure to out figure that out truth, what it is. of course. Okay, okay. So I agree that there is an absolute truth. My point of contention would be more on the side of because it has to be the Bible, right? So there's Certainly. the... There's the absolute truth that we're looking for, and we've already got it. Now, so if we have that absolute truth, um, would it be necessary to tell others what that truth is? If you are doing so in a way to not condemn another person, but to make, you know, if you feel that you are doing that out of your heart because you're truly trying to help that person mm. come to what you believe is this truth and this love, then, then I suppose, yes. Yeah. Okay. So agreed. Um, I might have a little hang up with the condemning word though, because the Bible also teaches, you know, that we are, we are already condemned. We stand condemned in our sins, right? That's the, that's the nature of man in, in and of ourselves, in our own existence. Um, for we were once condemned in, the, in our sins. Um, but Christ came and died for us in our place that we may put our faith in him and no longer stand condemned. But that is the impetus of the proclamation of the gospel, right? Yes. So that the impetus of the proclamation of the gospel is that we must be able to say to people, hey, you are condemned. You stand dead in your trespasses and sins. That's Ephesians 2. Uh, but God, being rich in mercy, gave himself for you that you may be saved. Um, so literally, you know, saved from death and hell, right? Yes. And in order for a person to be saved from death and hell, they have to be communicated a body of knowledge. They have to be told what Jesus said, which is repent and believe, yes. right? So, and repent implies that there's sins that you got to repent of as well. Certainly. Right, right. So that means that we say, well, what are these sins? And we go to the body of truth, right? The body of the body of the Bible in and of itself. So you see what I'm getting at there? For a Christian, for them to not be able to proclaim all of what the Bible says to somebody else, even when it might seem as though it's a condemnation against them, they already stand condemned, the person to whom the truth is being proclaimed. Right. Are you following with me? Absolutely. And so whenever we say, hey, um, there's no such thing as a, or a man can't become a woman, the Bible calls this an, an abomination. Whenever we say something like that, what we're really doing is that first thing that you said, that really actually is love. That is a loving thing to proclaim to somebody. You following with me here? I can here? see how you would see it that way. Yeah, you f- but do you follow the logical pathways? So if, if you are seeing the Bible as truth. That's exactly right. So there's, okay, 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 okay. Now we're tracking, now we're tracking. So the distinction then is, 
where does one find the body of truth? Right. Okay. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're tracking with me. You're yes. tracking with me totally. Okay. And you, would you agree with that? You agree with all those things I just said? So if you're for a Christian, if you're believing the Bible, then that means you have to proclaim yes. what sin, what the Bible says sin is, right? As a Christian, yes, I, I, yeah. of course. And you, and that would, that's a loving thing to do because what's the alternative? It isn't always presented that way though. And I guess that's just from a person to person basis that has nothing to do with Christianity or not. But some people I think presented in different ways that may not come across as so loving. Yeah. Well, so here's, here's my, here's my point. So like if I were to tell somebody, Hey, homosexuality is a sin that's going to send you to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, on the surface, how would you gauge me making that statement? Sounds awful. <laughs> right. Sounds right. Really, really awful. And that would not be received well and certainly would not turn someone towards God. Okay. Let me, let me, I'm going to kind of, let me work through those statements real fast. Okay. So first, um, if I make that statement to someone and I'm doing so because the Bible says to, then that does mean that I'm loving that person because I'm telling them what is true. You're telling them what you believe to be true. Right. But absolute truth, right? Okay. So I've got absolute truth. I've got it in the scriptures already. And so I'm saying, hey, here's the absolute truth that I'm holding to that we know is true because I don't want to, I don't want to turn this into a textual criticism class, but you, there it is. Okay. We could talk more about that another time. <laughs> 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 but so I've got my absolute truth here. And uh, I'm communicating it to you because it's the words of God. It's what he says. There's, a, there's an authority outside of me. He is the God of the universe whom I submit to as his servant. And therefore, I must proclaim his words, right? Right. And so therefore, homosexuality is a sin. It will send you to hell. Repent and believe and believe the gospel because Jesus came to die for all of your sins. And you can be saved from this eternal damnation. Is that better? Yes, but now you're telling a person that the way that they genuinely feel is an abomination. Mm. Yes. That's hard. That's a, you know, that's a hard thing to hear. So let's put it in different categories. I agreed. I, I totally agree with that statement that you just I mean, made. I'm coming from a place of sympathy for people who are going through this, you know, and people that I know personally even. So to be told that Look, how you feel is, like I said, an abomination, a hell-worthy thing, when it's how you feel and you don't know how to mm. not feel that way, it's... So let me say it to you. So just to give you some context about me, I was a music major in college. Um, I have a bachelor of music degree from Louisiana Tech, go dogs. Um, and I don't know if you know anything about liberal arts and music performance and things like that, but I, I had a lot of uh, co, I don't know what you call them, fellow students mm-hmm. that I was going to school with that were practicing homosexuals. Now, I don't think I did a great job of witnessing to them at the time because I didn't have my teeth yet and I didn't know how to, I didn't have my voice and I didn't know how to proclaim, but I'm not foreign to that concept, what you just said, Mm -hmm. the idea of that being hard for them because it's how they feel. I know lots of people who have gone through this and I still, I still have some people who are, uh, I would regard as friends who are dealing with this, these exact issues. In fact, I just met with somebody probably two weeks ago that deals with they uh, they were talking to me about, no, it's probably longer than that now that I think about it, but they were dealing with same sex attraction and things along those lines. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sympathetic in other words, to that concept. I, I get that. However, there's a body of truth, right? As you believe is the body. of truth. <laughs> Right. But if, but if there is absolute truth, right. And it's, and it's there and I've got it in my hand, then I should proclaim it. Right. You feel that it is, Absolute truth, but understanding that that is not everyone's absolute truth. Agreed. No, I, 
I got it. Every, everybody else has a different one. But see, that's now they. I wouldn't call it their absolute truth because an absolute is just absolute. Right. It exists. It is, but and there's, there's only no way one. To know exactly what that is. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Obviously. Obviously, <laughs> Obviously. Obviously I don't agree with that. Belief uh, and fact are different things. Yeah. So uh, there are. There's a ton of evidence out there in the world that verifies. Um, the validity of the scriptures. There's a ton of evidence about a, about the age of the earth. There's a ton of evidence about uh, creation um, and the order of the universe and why it's expanding in a certain way. Like all of those evidences exist. But see, that's why I'm like, I don't know if we have enough time in this one episode. We <laughs> no, would have to, we not. would have to do that. We'd have to do that in another one, right? But what I I do want to get to the bottom of that piece. So I I proclaim truth. I say, hey, there is a body of truth. Um, Jesus died for your sins. Homosexuality is a sin. You should repent and believe. My point is that that is loving, right? That's what I'm really trying to get underneath. Even though, and you say, you say, just to review, you say, but that, that feels gross. It does. Yeah, I get it. Okay. So let's put it, let's put it in different categories. Um, Hey, person who is um, a rapist. No, please understand me. I'm not comparing apples to apples here. I'm okay, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that's pretty extreme. I'm not comparing apples to apples, but you need to stop that. In fact, the Bible says that you deserve to be executed. Um, you need to repent and believe, and then you can have safety in eternity. Now, does that feel less gross? Yes, because that's someone who's out there harming other people. Mm. Okay. Okay. But you see, there is a point in which we say, okay, now we can agree on a moral truth. This is bad, but this we don't necessarily agree on being bad. Correct. Okay, okay, okay. Now, why do you, you say just because that harms other people? Yes. Okay, that's the, that's the reason right there. So what if I were to tell you that um, homosexuality is directly related to transmission largely of very large-scale STDs in the country and in the world? and has been related to severe gastrointestinal defects in older men specifically um, for generations worth of research. Would you say, is that still harming someone? Not in the same context. As not in the same context. I'm sorry. That, yeah. That's just not even a fair comparison at all. Okay. Well, what do you think would be a fair comparison? Something, is, there a, is there a thing that we could tell somebody to stop doing that would be not necessarily as harming to someone else. I mean, there anything that we can do can potentially harm another person, you know. Okay. It's the intention of harming another person, I think, I guess, is the, the problem of having with where a rapist would have, like, the intention of harming or controlling another person, where mm. in the examples that you gave, while unintentional, you're not actually going out to try to hurt another person. And a homosexual person can participate that in, an, in a safe and responsible manner. Do you think that there are those who practice homosexuality that are predators? Yes, but that has nothing to do with their sexual I'm just preference. Yeah, no, I'm just checking. So there of, are... Well, of course there, there would be. Yeah, there are people uh, who would operate in but that But that is in manner. no way correlated to their sexual preference. Okay. We'll save that for another episode, okay. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We're having fun, though. I okay. mean, to be fair, I mean... to. Go there, I suppose. There are priests and pastors who harm people also. You know, I know you wouldn't want to be lumped into that same category. And yet I as, am. You know, and it's an, it's an unfair comparison just as much, you know, but unfortunately it does happen. Yeah. There are, um, 
well, I don't want to get too bogged into that, but there there has been some understanding of a trajectory of sexuality that does coincide with homosexuality and abuse, um, both historically and um, potentially in the future for a person as well. Uh, so, for example, children, boys who are sexually abused as a child are more likely to become home- practicing homosexuals when they're older, just statistically. Okay. Um, so there, there are correlations here. I'm not, I'm not just pulling stuff out of the air. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to paint a broader picture here. Um, oh, man. So what else could we talk about? <laughs> what questions do you have for me, Ilya? Oh, goodness. Uh, you know, I didn't really come prepared with any questions. I like we you have to kinda, do episode two. I just kind of came here with, you know, wanting to have a conversation. You know? Yeah. And I'm enjoying it. Absolutely. I think that's good. So here's, here's the main thing that I want to kind of drill down on. So there is, there is a truth, right? We agree on that. that there is a, a truth. I just, I there, think that you, I'm not really sure what that truth is yet. I believe it's a journey. And I think you're already pretty, con, you know, have your convictions on what that truth is. Sure obviously, or we wouldn't even be sitting here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we do believe that there is a body of truth. There is an absolute truth in there. Um, you're trying to, you're trying to discover it still. Yes. Okay. And I'm saying, I think it's over here. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think we got it right here. And if I'm right, right. Um, then it is a requirement of myself to proclaim that truth to other people and to not do so would actually be unloving. Okay. I do see where you're coming from. Yeah, you, I do. You got me right there. Okay. And you agree that there is a creator. Yes, I do. Yeah, there is. And, and I, I say, hot dog, we got something. Um, and he's the God of the Bible. Now, let's, let's go back to the homosexuality issue. Um, not to beat a dead horse, so to speak, but, you know, why not? Um, so if there is a creator, what is one of the purposes that he created man to do? Mankind, well, you know, man and woman. Um, one of the main purposes of them is to procreate, right? You were made in such a way. I mean, I think it's an important thing. Well, I mean, anatomically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. if I'm just looking at the biology, like let's yes, just, let's, yes. let's just look at natural, right? Just what, what is, yes. we'd call it natural law. Um, if I'm just pulling back and I'm looking and I'm saying, Hey, mankind created man, woman, y'all make babies. Okay. We got it. We, we see how that plays out long Correct. time over term. Okay. So to do the opposite of that is unnatural. Would you agree or disagree with that? If you're only looking at it from a point of procreation, then yes, but there are also heterosexual people who cannot procreate as well. So I should say, um, let me, let me roll that back a little bit. So I, I agree. Yeah. There's infertility issues. The fall exists. Sin exists. um, Sickness exists as a result. All those things are there. Let me pull it back a different way. Um, there is a natural way for man and woman to fit. And outside of that, it is unnatural. Would you agree with that? I'm using the natural, In like, an anatomical, uh, like a natural way. Yes. Got it. But I don't, but the way they feel is also very natural. What you're attracted to is very natural and not something that you can control either. So that's gotta be part of physiology as well. What you feel. Of course. I'm trying to make sure that I understand. So you're saying that the way that a person feels. So why is it unnatural to be attracted to someone of the same gender if it's how you feel? Okay. What if that person is attracted to minors? Well, again, now you're doing something that's (laughs) unconsensual and can cause harm to another person. I'm coming from a place of just consenting adults. Well, what if a minor consents? We know that's 
No, no. I want to get to, right. I want to get yeah. all the way down. Yeah. I want to get no, all the way down I, to the I, bottom. I don't believe that a minor has the ability to consent in any any sexual form whatsoever. There are people that do though and are advocating for that. Well, I, I certainly am not on the same side. As <laughs> <laughs> but but where is the moral divide there, right? So like you say a minor can't consent. They say that they can. So here, here's my here's my big point. So they a person feels as though they are attracted to this minor. Why don't their feelings dictate it if that minor consents? Like, can you parse that all the way out? Why, why, why are their feelings wrong and somebody else's feelings right? What are they appealing to? Like, what authority are they appealing to? I don't know. I think I'd have to take a minute to... Well, so here's... Can I help you out? Yeah. Okay, so they're appealing to themselves, right? Right. Okay, so what, what you have in this instance is you, you are appealing to an authority, but you're appealing to yourself as your authority, right? So okay. j- just then for that, for that example okay. particularly, you were like, hey, I don't think they're right, even though they think they're right, and they think it's okay. I definitely don't agree with them. That's an authority of the individual. That's authority of the self, yes. okay? So what I'm saying is there is an authority, but it exists outside the self. Though another way that I would say this is there is a God, and it's not us, Right. Okay. It's, it's, it's him. And he's written down his commandments, his laws for us to follow, and which would order society the best if we all held to them. He, he lays down the provision for the poor. He lays down the proper order of sex. He lays down the order of the family and the hierarchy and the way that it should work. He lays down how government should work. You know, he gives us all these parameters, you know, which we have all left, (laughs) you know, we've all left in a thousand different ways. Um, And instead, what the world has done is it appeals to the individual authority, the authority of the self, I think, I feel. And what you're doing in those instances is you are becoming God. And I think that goes back to kind of what you were saying in the very beginning. Um, I think what you fundamentally believe is that you are God in a sense. Is that, is that right? Well, I believe that there's a part of us that's connected to God. You know, you have. So there is still a God out there. Yes. Okay. I believe it, it's 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 both it's. It's both and. It's both and yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so there is an authority, right, that exists outside of us. You agree with that? I'm not having a problem with the word authority. Maybe I don't know, but uh, there is a a God. Okay, so let me say it. So there's a God that's not you. Correct. There's something that Got set it. everything into motion at some point. And he is difficult for you to discover. Kind of ethereal. You don't quite know where he is. You, would you say you feel your way towards him or you study your way towards him? Definitely more of a feel. Okay. You feel your way towards him. Yes. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I mean, studying in a way, yes, but... It, it's definitely more. There of a are field. some things that you study. Some, yeah. Something. I do like to study certain things just for the fun and for the knowledge and everything. But as far as my connection with God, I do feel like that's more through prayer and meditation and just in feeling. And feeling. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So I, I think what's I think what's going on in that particular instance, if you'd allow me to to draw some conclusions, is I think that you are appealing to the authority of yourself. See, there's an authority word. Sorry, let me say it a different way. There's a, there is a, you're appealing to your own feelings okay. to dictate the direction in which you move, right? Yes. Okay, okay. And um, I think that's dangerous because, as we've seen throughout the trajectory of human history, your feelings change, right? And the, the ebb and flow of human history changes. So, Absolutely. like, before Rome crashed and burned, it was normal for the 
um, for the very well-to-do men to, they had a wife for procreation, but they had a little boy for sex. Mm -hmm. Like that was their standard practice. And it was a feeling in general that was accepted throughout the upper echelons of the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is to be led by your feelings, to be led by your your own authority, yourself as God, um, has already led humanity to some dangerous places in the past. Okay, yes. And rather, since we know that there is a God, we agree on that. Yes. There is a God. Yes. Okay. And what I'm saying is he's already written down everything for us and he's given it to us Okay, in, in the Bible, in a book that we okay. can go back and you know, do all the historic, you know, textual critic work, all that kind of stuff. It's already been done for us, and we can read those things and understand who he is. And he said, here's how the world should operate. So that's not me appealing to my feelings. Like, I, I, let me confess to you <laughs> and anyone else who might listen to this recording one day, let me confess to you outright that I often... Um, my feelings come into conflict with what the Bible says for me to do. Okay. And I have to bend. Do you know what I mean? And that's any Christian. Like every every Sunday at church, we have the Lord's Supper. And before we have the Lord's Supper, we have a time where we confess our sins to the Lord. And that, that's a time of us saying, Lord, I'm bending my will to yours because okay. your will is the one that works. We're, we're some, what would be the word? subverting, I don't know, pressing down okay. our feelings um, and rather choosing to follow him and what he says. Couldn't that be dangerous as well? To subvert your feelings? Explain what you mean. I just feel like that opens the way to blindly following and really not being in connection to how you actually feel. Uh, I guess to growing up in a religious household, there were some things that made a lot of sense to me and I felt in my heart and there were definitely some that didn't. And I felt in a lot of ways I was forced to believe certain things or else, but I didn't. And then there was a great deal of guilt that came. Well, I don't believe that. I don't feel that. What if I'm going to get in trouble or go to hell? Because because this is, I can't change the way that I feel. I can't just read something in the Bible and say, okay, well, I'm just going to change the way that I feel because I've read this in the book. I have a little bit of a hard time with that, I think. Yeah, so what I'm not saying is it's a magical switch that we flip and then we never sin again. I don't mean that. Um, there is a trajectory of sanctification for people. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll also point out to you that that you keep going back to that word feel and felt. Mm -hmm. Are you doing that intentionally or is that just kind of happening? No, that or must you, just be kind of happening. That's kind of happening, yeah. It's synonymous for something else for you maybe? I don't know. I'm going to okay. have to work through that. Yeah, so I was, let me give you my testimony as, in a nutshell here real quick. So I, I was not a Christian. Mm -hmm. mm -mm, nope, not for me. Uh, until I was probably 18 years old. Um, and then I started reading and studying the Bible for the first time. Um, I mean, I had like, you know, I think every kid in the South grows up with like a storybook Bible in yes, their house or I something, you know? Yeah, everybody had those. So I had a little bit of like Noah's Ark knowledge, yes. you know, things like that. But I didn't, Daniel and the lion's den, you know, yes. I, I had a little bit of that. But I didn't really have an understanding of the scriptures until I was about 18, until I had like a conversion, mm -hmm. until I, uh, you know, repented of my sins and then I'm starting to try to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point from about 18 until I was, oh man, I don't know, how old am I now? 37? So that long, however long that long is, um, that I've really studied and applied and been in a perpetual time of repentance. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm following the Lord. I'm, I'm, we call it, the word that we use is sanctified. Okay. okay. We're we're going through this process of sanctification where we are conforming our will more to what the Lord says. Okay. And there's a it's not like 
for a Christian, it's not like, well, the Bible says it, so I'm never going to do that again. Right. There's a perpetual struggle that a, that a Christian has in, against their sin. Um, but as they grow and mature and um, perpetually repent again and again and again, the Lord refines them to make him more like themselves. So like Romans chapter one says some things um, about this specific stuff. So it talks about that the people generally know what is true. Everyone generally knows what is true. The heavens declare the glory of God. Uh, nature declares its handiwork, mm-hmm. his handiwork. You know, like we see and we have a, a basic understanding of there is a moral order in society. Yes. Okay. There is a there's a general revelation that there had to have been a creator, right? Yes. That's all stuff that you agree with. And the, I do. the Bible says that everybody's got that. Right, the Bible says that that's that is what God revealed to people. So it says, like this is Romans one twenty, just so for His invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature has been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. But then it goes on to say, for they are without excuse. So people who, in other words, what it's saying, there's a general revelation of God that the world has been given. Mm-hmm. Okay. And verse 21 says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claimed to be wise, they became fools, meaning they they claimed some type of ethereal wisdom, but instead they were rejecting God, and they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, animals, and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them into the lust over... Excuse me, let me start that verse over. This is verse 24. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is forever blessed. Amen. For this reason, and then in verse 26, it goes on to the homosexuality stuff. I'm not going to go into that right now because we already got into it. But my point from the beginning is they suppress the truth, Mm -hmm. right? So, And I, I think what we're seeing if I'm going to put our conversation into biblical categories, is you have the, the, you have the general revelation, right? You're like what Romans 1 is talking about. God has revealed himself to you. You're like, there is a God, I got it. There is a creator, got it. Yes. There is an origin of existence, got it. There is a general moral order to the universe, got it. Yes. But you're kind of moving away from him. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So whereas I think you believe that you are stumbling towards him, what I'm saying is, and what I think what the Bible is saying here too in Romans 1 is you're actually moving away from him. So I would challenge you. Is that okay? That's is that okay, okay for me to do? Yes, okay, I would challenge you. I would challenge you to take up some serious study of the Bible itself and examine its case, examine what it teaches, examine all those different pieces of it. And I can send you some resources whenever we're done. Well, and I would absolutely be willing to do that. Yeah. To, to just like, I'm always, you know, it's always a search. I'm always willing to learn. Hey, look at that. See, I'm, I'm, I'm into that. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause what, what I'm seeing just based on our conversation here today, um, we I mean, ag- I don't necessarily agree with you because I don't feel that I'm moving away from my purpose. Of course you truth. don't. I don't, but there's I, that word again, feel. Did you hear it? But that's what we do as people. That's all we know is what we feel. It's, that's all you know is what's in your heart. So I don't, I don't agree with that sentiment. Um, let me go. So I think that that's what's happened to us, and I blame Disney World for it. 
Okay. I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not Disney World. Maybe just you know the cartoons, more specifically. But I. I, I would argue, um, and I think the Bible makes this very clear too, is that, that we are more than our feelings, okay? It, rather, um, we are our, our brains, our thoughts, our logic, our reason, all of those things. And uh, like, like I'm picking up a cup on the table and I dropped it and it fell. I don't need my feelings to tell me that it fell, right? Right. Right. Instead, I can say, ah, based on evidence, based on the arguments, based on obviously that made a noise when it hit the table, Maybe it came through the microphone. I don't know if it did, um, but it, it did. Jesse's nodding at me and he said, confirmed it did come through the mic. But as a result, because of all those things, I can say, ah, that happened. Yes. That's a, that, that is a reality. And so I think what we've done in our contemporary societies is we've placed the pressure on our feelings. In other words, we do what makes us feel good rather than what is right and true. And that's, I think, what the Bible is talking about as well, where we suppress the truth. We, we exchange the truth of God for a lie. We suppress the truth by our unrighteousness. We move in a particular direction because God has, has revealed himself to us, right? right? He has said, hey, here I am. This is creation. I will reveal myself to you and all people by my created power. And we all agree so far that there is a creator and that there is a general moral order but we move away from it. So that's what I'm saying. I think that's what's happening here with you in Romans chapter one. I think you're, I think you're moving away from him. And so I would, I would challenge you to lean back in and study a few passages. And I'll, like I said, I'll give, them, I'll give them to you before you leave today. Romans one is going to be one of them though. Okay. The Romans one is a fun one. Are you going to give me homework too? I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> not going to have homework. I you didn't like, know what you were getting I into. I feel like I have to like <laughs> Well, I think, no, 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 no. I just, I, when, and when I say study, here's what I really mean. I mean, read them. Yes. And then think about them. That's all. I don't mean like, no, it's diagram, Greek exegesis. No, I like, I, I don't read that and, and meditate yeah, on that. Yeah. I think, and I think that would be a good thing for you to, to you look into uh, in the future as well. Um, man. Okay. I think that was fun. Do you have any questions for me or anything like that before we kind of start to close I, things up? I don't up? think so. Like I said, I didn't come prepared with any questions. I don't know what to expect. So <laughs> Yeah, you know. no. So hopefully this was a good experience for you. It was. Okay, good. It I'm was. not trying to – I want to create – so this I said this at the beginning. I want to say it again. I want to create an environment where people can have conversations about things that matter. Yes. And, and disagree and work to – win one another, work to convince one another, because I, I believe that the truth will out. I believe that it will. I'm definitely, I'm well, and we, and we talked about that at the beginning. We want the truth to out, right? Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what everybody, we're, we're chasing that. I think that's what everybody wants, but that's also something that I'm okay. Not really figuring out in this life. I also. got it. Look, I got it. I got it. I totally I think got the it. The journey is just as important as the, the final result, if not more so. I, sort of agree with that <laughs> but eternity matters right I, we probably have differing views of what eternity is what eternity so. looks like because I get mine from the bible well of course right. you do right, I, right. I don't so. yeah I got it I got it I got it I got it okay great alright guys uh, well Ilea, thank you so much sure, for coming and talking so with me. This was a lot of fun. Um, we'll have maybe we can get together another time and talk some more. I love that. That would be awesome. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll continue our conversation over time. Oh.